Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I drop my pin. And I spit on the microphone. This is 100 episodes of a video game music podcast. Can you tell we're wired? This is disgusting. Did you actually did do that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, professional 100%. <laughs> As Rob mentioned earlier, before oh. Lubbage... Anyway, this is actually our 100th record. Something that I never expected to happen. Consistency is a beast in this case, and it shows. It just goes to show you that if one, if one, if someone that you have around is willing to push 100% 10, <laughs> and you're willing to get out of bed, I'm telling you, man, I will push you. Be on time, and to make sure I get this the message clear. What I'm stating is not a, a lack of desire to do. It's more of an inability to be consistent because I am generally ADHD-prone bad at that. I'm telling you, man. Everybody everybody wants to do. Not everybody will. This is true. <laughs> it's, not to, it's not to want. It's to do. But any, anyway, this, this is a video game music podcast where we play music from consoles of every generation, all ages. All are welcome. They better be, otherwise we got a big problem with our G rating here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, G rated, that's fine. Um, but so we wanted to do something special for the 100 episodes, but not too special because we're just that lazy. That is very true. <laughs> I ate cake before coming here. Yes. I, I think I, I scheduled a number 100 on it, though, for, for good measure. Yeah, it was smelling a little smoky in here because I lit 100 candles and I blew them all out. All of them? Every single one. How are you even talking right now? I am just that good. Uh, so, um, 100 episodes means that we're going to go back and do a retrospective on every world. So before before we get really into what we're going to do, I have to apologize for everyone who's come with us this far for the numbering system <laughs> of our episodes. You know, Don't apologize for genius. The so the idea was we would have ten episodes stages of a world, like a Ninja Gaiden system. Only really long stages. <laughs> um, and then it just kind of kept going because I was like, oh, well, we'll we'll change it some other day. But then like you know consistency, right? Yes. So you just keep doing it, and here we are, ten dash ten. The one hundred. <laughs> ten dash ten. Not the, to be confused with the one hundred and first. Right. Which is eleven one. <laughs> That's next week for now. Um, so, over every world, we did ten episodes. There's no reason for any topic of. of they're just topics that we chose, mm -hmm. and we are going to choose our favorite or a topic, probably our favorite topic of of that world of that series of ten, and we're going to play a new song based on that topic exactly that's what you did right <laughs> i sure as heck hope i did me too roll the dice let's do it <laughs> um okay so that that's the format for today uh, but we want to thank everyone out there for for sticking with us i want to thank also thank all of the other podcasts out there 
who have I think they've they've encouraged us and they've inspired us to keep going and to keep improving ourselves too. And the fact that it's such a pleasant and friendly community, yes, it makes you want to stick with it. Also, due to that, like it's nice to have that common medium to discuss things with with cool people. So specifically, I'd like to thank Ed and Mike from Pixel Tunes Radio. I want to thank Emily and Josh from the VGM Jukebox. Great, thanks. And I want to thank Michael, super thanks to Michael, for the Forever Sound Version podcast. I hear that, I man. love that podcast. All of those people are awesome. Though I got to say, as corny as it may sound, I also would like to thank Alex. But yes, Alex. Alex, like, coming through. He created a nice... that It's unexpectedly nice to have that weird hub to be able to just kind of log into and just have dialogue with like people from across multiple podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to ask, I want to get into this before we start the show proper. What do you want to get into? We just had Halloween. Yes. What was your what was your actual trick-or-treat scenario? Like, did you actually go through the process? Did you stack up on the candies? Zero. Um, no. The So Halloween night, which was, as the time of this recording, it was... Last... A week and a week and a day. No, less than a little under a week ago. Okay, anyway. Um, no, so my mother... Um, is moving to Minnesota. So we had a send-off dinner for her. So what you're saying is you had a really good excuse to not put candy out. I was just not home. <laughs> I was just not home. Yeah, I'm not going to stick candy outside. Because you know some kids are going to just dump it in there. What is this, 1996? <laughs> hey, a, a dude did that in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he did. I was shocked to see it. <laughs> Because this day and age, kids will just take the whole bowl and they don't care. Was it full of like Tootsie Rolls and Necco wafers? It might have been. I almost walked up there, but the bowl wouldn't have survived you did? if I did. I would have. I, I would have believed. I would believe that. Then again, I had no yeah. business walking up there because I have, I as a person who's like trying to kick off weight loss, I'm doing a crap poor job of it because well, I have like forty dollars worth of candy. I was gonna say, were you, were you able to give away all of it? I had three trick or treaters, a total of three. But I bought $40 worth of candy, expecting to get a lot of kids, and yes. I wanted to be the best house on the block. That happened to us last year. So we had like two or three kids come by because like our neighborhood is mostly older folks, so not a lot of younger kids. And there's a really nice neighborhood across the street. You know, they know, they know to go know, there. They know to go there. Like I grew up like that. I knew go across the street. There's a nicer neighborhood over there. So um, yeah, we bought all this candy, and then I was like, I'll just bring it into work. And I... You know who ate it all? This you. guy. <laughs> That's right. Because it tastes so good. It's delicious. But on uh, the positive, you're actually physically fit enough that you're like, and your body's like, we don't want this crap. Burn it out. <laughs> Burn it out. It's work, man. You, you don't You don't just do it. You don't just have it. You just... You got to work for you it. You got to do it. What's your favorite? Candy? Yeah. <laughs> Easier... Heck if I know, man. Laffy? No. Those are terrible. Okay, man. Come um, on. Snickers are typically my thing for the chocolate world, chocolate family. Okay. And then for the sweet treats, my beeps. Um, probably Lifesavers gummies. Really? Yeah, they're delect- they're delectable, the, man. About uh, Desert Island. Desert Island scenario. All you could eat was one candy. Necco wafers. Okay. I, can, I see a really dark, bleak scenario. That's a fantastic scenario. What are you talking about? <laughs> In which, like, you're trying to be okay with your with your, your impending demise. So you're like, oh, all I have to eat are these Necco wafers. They make a great, make great coasters, too. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like my bamboo coffee table. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Like little, little thimbles of 
of um, cider. <laughs> cider. <laughs> okay, so we are going to do um, from each world our, our best episode. Now, we would normally start with me, but since we are doing odds and evens. And we're going in order, I presume. We're, yes, we're going to go in order. I think we're going we're gonna to kind of go in order, right? Let's see how this trickles down, because I don't know. Um, let's start... Let's start with you then. So, do you have a world one? I, nope, I forgot. Sorry, moving on. Well, no, no. I do, I do. Come on, who you take me for? If you want to save of, something for later, some sort of inconsistent person. Man, we're getting I hostile not. already. What the I hell? am. <laughs> That's what happens when you're globe trotting. Anyway, <laughs> episode one four, the Shin Megami Tensei episode, which we aired on December fourteenth, two thousand fifteen. That episode. Between it was between that and the ease episode that we ran shortly after that episode. Yes. But quite frankly, I had to go to where my bread and my bread's being buttered, which is the Shin Megami Tensei ah, totally. franchise. So I decided to go with a track that mm. I've wanted to put on the show for a while, but never thought about when and how. So I'll put it on now. And that is from Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner, Raido Kuzonoha versus the Soulless Army. That's the title. And then the track is called A that Formidable might be a Foe. Which one? A Formidable Foe. Formidable Foe. Um, that might be longer than my uh, Magical Quest <laughs> <laughs> track from the other episode or two ago. I'm going for the top score. All right, let's go. Mega 10. I'm just going to call it Mega 10. Welcome back. You're listening to the track A Formidable Foe from the game <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Raido Kuzonoha versus the Soulless Army, etc. etc. And so forth and so on. <laughs> <laughs> so I says to Mabel, I says this track was composed by Shoji Meguro. Yes. Now this track Was this PlayStation 2 or PS2? Three? PS2, yes. alright, yeah, yeah. This game is spectacular and yet also irksome at the same time. 
because I'm not big on the battle system that it has. Oh, no? Yeah, it's a very simplified version of like a typical Mega Ten battle system, but it is action-based. But the thing that makes this game so awesome and very different from anything else in the franchise is that you are a detective. Huh. And you're playing, and I'm not sure what the time frame is. I want to say it's like modern-day Tokyo with some retro aesthetics. And you are basically solving mysteries. So, like, you're actually going out solving crimes as a demon, a devil detective. So you actually summon demons yeah. to help you solve crimes. And it ends up in some really bizarre scenarios sometimes. Like, this track here in particular plays during many, many boss fights. Not the big bad fights for the, in the chapters. But one of my favorite boss fights in the game and probably the series is an old taxi cab that's haunted. <laughs> That's cool. Like the cab starts driving around trying to run you over and you're like striking it with your sword and shooting bullets <laughs> at it. And it's just so weird. It's like fighting the train in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, it's, like, it's that level of absurdity. You're fighting, a you're fighting a haunted car. I like that. And it's fantastic. This is this this is Persona music. Like, this sounds like Persona music to me. This so it's it, it fits that it's in the Devil Summoner series of games, and it's of course Soji Maguro. Yeah, this is his style to the letter. Uh, to the letter, yeah. So, I like it. But I definitely was glad to be able to squeeze this guy in because again, I had no idea what topic that would this would have fallen under. Haunted car songs? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably some kind of battle theme episode. Yeah, it's true. But there's so many others left to choose from. I got to yeah. squeeze this in where I can get it. Yeah, you totally. know. Um, no, I, I love. I like. I feel like you've introduced Mega Ten games to me, and then when we started the podcast, like I wanted to do a Mega Ten episode early, so that it would give me an excuse to explore um, all the OSTs and everything. And it was really cool. I, I, I found a lot of music and, and, and discovered some new sounds I didn't think I would be so interested in. That's good. Now to get you into Persona Five, I'll get there. No, I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. Trust me. I'll get there. The year 2020. <laughs> yeah, three years. That's not so bad. Actually, that is true. That's yeah, not yeah, that far I can often. get there. I can get there. Ah, the days when the year 2020 felt like the far-flung future uh, with flying cars and robot butlers. Pro, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> it's true. Only three years till robot butlers. Robot butlers. We'll get there. <laughs> we got, we're, we're starting simple Roombas. And then it's going to become take a human being and slap steel plating on them and call them a robot. <laughs> So my next track is going to World 2-10. Ooh. This is sports games. I'm glad you picked sports games because that had one of my favorite, like, episode title like, like title slabs. Oh, I know. I love that. That was from uh, Virtua Tennis. Yes. Um, so that was a fun episode. We actually had planned a guest, and that, which didn't happen that night. And so we quickly went, sports games. <laughs> and then we just figured it out that night. And... Um, yeah, sports games have some great music, and it's also an excuse for me to play some more racing-style music. So Ooh. I went to, um, for the arcade, Taito Arcade, World Grand Prix. It's a motor motorcycle racing game, and this is a track called Special to Me. Well, now you just yeah. put it on a pedestal. It better be special to you. And that's how I feel about all the listeners. You're all special to me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so it's composed by... Uh, <laughs> Way to kill a warm woman. <laughs> Yasuhisa Watanabe and Masahiko Takagi. This is special to me for the game World Grand Prix.
special to me. This was from uh, Taito, World Grand Prix for the Arcade, composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe and Masahiko Takagi. Takagi. Thank you. Thank you, Purnell. You're welcome. (laughs) Didn't have to say a word. (laughs) I just gave you the look. The look of what? Oh, man. This song just gets stuck, man. It's right there. Would you say, did it prove to be as special to you as it wanted to be? I think so. Like, I can't place exactly, like, what this sounds like to me, but it's got that kind of fun 1980s, like, end of the movie, like, soundtrack. It has, like, a... I don't know that that dunk 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 gives me like like the sound of like like those Japanese like like wine houses or whatever with the sliding door and the I can't remember the name of the thing with the mice of the sliding bamboo. Like the, oh yeah 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 the um it's like it's like a like a like a, a fountain waterfall situation. Yeah, water runs through, weighs it down, it drops. I don't know why, but and it's like a very small part of the song, but it's like I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> it takes well, me. I feel like that that's like a synthesized. Um, like shamisen, which is like a plucked like guitar-like instrument. But then right here where it fades out, I think this is the, uh, it should be the ending theme, but like it's really short. Now, would you say, what what kind of, what style of racer is this, would you say? It's a, a motorcycle arcade style. So you're like sitting on the bike all kind of awkwardly. Oh, this one was you have to actually ride the actual like fake prop motorcycle? Yeah, back and forth. and um, Old as I am is... In a, capable as I am of fitting on the devices, I still enjoy those games <laughs> to this day. No, it's not. I don't think this was a full 3D style game, but it was like one of those like uh, fake out 3D. Oh, like how Hang On was, where you could just kind of lean, but that's about as best the best yeah, they could do for you. Totally. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump this through one more time. So I love. It sounds almost um, like kind of sad, a little a little bittersweet, like like it's the end of the game. Dun, dun. <laughs> Don't feel dun, bad. Dun, dun, Just dun, put dun, another fifty cents here. Yeah, so maybe this is maybe this is like uh, yeah, like I'm saying fifty cents because this was a prop game, so it's going to be fifty cents or a dollar, most likely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time, I think this was probably fifty. But um, so this can't be like game over music. This, you know what this is? Game beginning. I know what this is. Enter your initials. <laughs> you only get three Enter letters. Enter your name. But. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty much what you did. Everyone typed in but. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, keep going. That is also that was me. I was hey, hey. I was like, it's going to get worries tomorrow anyway. What do yeah. I care? Ah, and and that was it. And then pill eventually with my 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 initials, and that was good. Yeah, that's pretty. That works pretty well. I like the end of the end of this is more like, um, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome your 1985. Philadelphia 76ers, Pernell Vaughn. How the heck did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Hell if I know. But you're an, you're, you're an excellent starting quarter front lineman for I'm an excellent starter. I'm an excellent starter <laughs> towel boy, and that's about the best I'm going to get, but give me my check. So, yeah, I, I was starting to um, come up with a funny sports like uh, uh, player position. But really, I can't think of one for basketball. There isn't. Just basically towel man. Towel man. I'm towel man. <laughs> I'm the towel man. Towel boy. Are you the water boy? No, I'm the towel man. Towel man. <laughs> you got to sweat. I got the soakage. Oh, man. At maximum soakage. All right, so that, that was world, world 2, the end of World 2. 
So what's what's where are you gonna choose for your next track then? Well, where are you gonna go? Let's see. We got a number of places we can go with this one, but I'm gonna stream it just a little bit further back. I'm gonna take it to World Three, where the truck meets the road. World Three. Remember World Three? I'm trying to figure out what you're gonna pick. Well, the option is the obvious choice. Okay. Episode 34, Motui Sakuraba, which oh. we aired on May 9th, 2016. Man, why the heck would I not pick that? <laughs> he's, he's like the guy. Yeah, like, we play a lot of Motui Sakuraba tracks. Yeah, that's, he deserves it. Mm. He's a gem. So for this one, I went with a game that I actually started playing this year. So at the time we recorded this episode, I had not touched this game. I'm not sure if the game was even out yet. I don't recall. But... The track is from the game Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, and the track's title is Ruler of Valiant. You know who wrote it. You know who wrote it. (laughs)
Welcome back. You are listening to the track Ruler of Valiant from the game Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, composed by the man, the myth, and the topic of the episode, <laughs> Motui Sakurama. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I mean, we could, we could do multiple Sakuraba episodes. And we both love his music. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he brings a style that's all his own, to be honest with you, and I love that about him. And I would say that this track is sort of like a return of return to form for him. Because this sounds a lot like more of his, a lot of his older stuff. Like, say, Star Ocean 2 or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but not, not back to the 16-bit era. No. No, no. no, not 16-bit, yeah, because he didn't really start kicking off with this until you know 32-bit games were a thing. Yeah, more of the, the CD audio type stuff, where I feel like he was really able to stretch his like composition and musical muscles. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his 16-bit music, especially on, on the Sega Genesis. And it's fun to hear that like progression of like his style. Uh, same thing with uh, like Yoko Shimomura, right? Like you hear because they both have been in the industry for so long. Yeah. You can kind of like hear like where they started and like the, how that influenced where they go. And hear where they're going for that matter. Yeah, I feel like now they have, um, especially the sort of that's track like this, you could tell like they have a lot more um, instruments and maybe other musicians and more of a, a budget to work with probably. Yeah, and I think at least for Sakuraba, he, he gets a lot of work. And not to mention the fact that I think for some studios like Trice, he almost gets hired exclusively. Like, I can't think of too many other composers that Trice games use. It's almost always him, if not always him. I'm not kidding. And this game in particular was also a Trice title. Maybe it, he's like uh, uh, relate not related to the developers, but like maybe they have like a he's dating the developer's daughter. No, no, maybe like because because he's been in the industry, like he's known these developers and like they're they're together. You know, like I'm gonna work with you. Like you're gonna make your own game. I'm gonna do the music for it. That makes sense. I can see them having that kind of a relationship, especially the. It could also just be working with the "don't fix it if it ain't broke" mentality. Yeah. The guy needs work. We need music. His <laughs> music is always good. Why shop around when well, we got the master right now? now? This is boss boss battle. Yes, gotta be. It's definitely a boss battle theme. It's it plays not necessarily any, like remember like, particular bosses. Just like every area just has like a cage, like a scrimmage of monsters that'll just pop up at the end of a, of an environment or a mission. Huh. And those are the guys you're fighting. And this is the track that plays. The gameplay itself is like a throwback to Valkyrie Profile, actually, too. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's the kind of game where it's four players in your party. They all have specific positions on the map, and each position corresponds to a button on the gamepad. And you sync up a chain of attack moves they can get based on each button press. So the first button press will be like Gun Volley, and the second button press will be like oh, Rising Assault. Neat. And to basically link the combos up to get like multiple air hits and stuff like that. And then you have to guard when the enemies to bum rush you on the next round. Oh, that's cool. And this, this is what you're playing through currently. Not quite, but I want to go back to it. Right okay. now I'm playing, I think I'm playing Zawai. And I keep wanting to start Evil Within 2. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yes, creeptastic. Yeah. But like, yeah. I'm, and also, oh, of course, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I mean, there's so many pretty great games that have come out just now. I need a clone. Where <laughs> once we fuse back together, we can share all experiences. Yeah, find more time somewhere, somewhere in there. I really, really do. Like, never thought I would find myself saying that. I need more time to play my games. So we're going to go from World Three to World Four. Math this, is hard. Yes. So this is World Four, Episode One. So f- no, Four Dash One. 
<laughs> I love how I joked about the band. Which is episode 31. You know? We're so good with numbers. Pretty great. Uh, so this is the first time we've had a another... This is where we this, where we um, we developed our our friendship, our, our romance with Pixel Tunes Radio, Mike and Ed. Oh, I know which one this is. This is All the Fours, <laughs> where our topic was four. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do another topic like that. That was strange <laughs> and fun. Um, which was great. We just like level four, world four, any the fourth in a series. So I picked from another arcade game. This is called Metal Black, and it's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is called Waste Days, which is round four, Crystallize. Oh, nice. Composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe. Um, actually, this is my second track by Yasuhisa Watanabe. For today's episode? <laughs> yeah, look at that. You know what you like. I know what I like, and that's Taito Arcade Music. So let's dig this. This is Metal Black, Waste Days. I'll get my shovel. <laughs> We're listening to Crystallize Round 4 Waste Days for the game Metal Black for the arcade composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe, a.k.a. Yak, Y-A-C-K. 
from yak. from Zuntada. I just like the <laughs> yak. 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 Uh, no, I, I remember I remember seeing his name and credits before Yak, and then discovering it was uh, Yasuhisa Watanabe. Hmm. Uh, this this ended up being a track that I didn't expect to come up, but it ended up kind of growing in a nice, relaxing way. Though the ending is what clicks for me the most for whatever reason. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that sound in a few other games as far as like a closer to a track. I think the end theme, the, the title theme to Guardian Heroes ends with a similar sound. And maybe even one from like Castlevania 3 of all games. But I do wish more games kind of had Which, that end sound. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, that kind of like re- resolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a very... Um, I find it's it's a I hear it when I hear that kind of like resolution in a melody. Here it comes ah, so good. Um, I think of like old hymns, like church hymns. Yeah. They kind of like da da da. So it's like a very finale. So this is clearly like it sounds like the end of the of the game, but this is from round four. So I think it's like at the end of round four. It's really like I love this. Like when I first started playing the track, I was like, "Why did I pick the song again?" I'm like, "Oh, that's right." Because it's good. I love that. I love this ballad. It's almost like a. I just love the heavy drums and that kind of flute. I think the hiccup was just the fact that it takes a while to get going. Yes. So we were just listening. Like, Where, where's the song? <laughs> I'm like, crap! I didn't choose the right one. Ambiance <laughs> track, Rob. Wrong title. Wrong topic. No, it's fantastic. I I, I, I do really really love this music. A shooter, shoot 'em up. Uh, bullet hell style music it's just it has a specific sound and then sometimes it can surprise you kind of like this which reminds me that I need to get find more cute ups it's been a long time since I've played one of those yeah there's actually a recent cute up really I almost I was thinking of picking for a future episode I, I picked in the last one what's the game Otomedius <laughs> oh Otomedius excellent yes yeah I guess I I need to play that more too I actually do have that oh do you yeah, it's yeah. on 360. Yes, I don't recall. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I saw I saw it released for the arcade, but obviously I have not played it. So yeah, it's on 360 too. We have to play it sometime. I but, do have it. I haven't, as you'd expect from a Pernell scenario, I haven't played much of it. But that can be remedied if someone actually yeah. likes the game, wants to play it too. But th- this style of like music is is not it's not, that, it's not that it's not that fast like techno like let's go. This is like I don't know. It's just again, it's got that kind of melancholy. Like let's do do do. Let's let's reflect on what we've done. Think of all of the the lives and quarters that we've lost. Specifically quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mommy, mommy, give me a dollar. You've taken all of my money. We're eating floor. We're eating mattress tonight. <laughs> That's all we've got. Get a knife. We're cutting it open. So this was June 2016. Really? Yes. I love how it's kind of moving along the t- the time progression too. Yeah, we are now in the year 2016. Sun was shining. Politics were at an all time high or low, depending on where you were. Sandwiches were hot off the griddle. Sandwiches were high. Soup was low. <laughs> Soup was low. <laughs> um, yeah, this that the show we started the show in November of 2015. That is true. Yeah, and if time really does fly. We just keep going. Yeah, because I was thinking about that too. Well, we can bring it up on a, on the next track, actually, because I don't want to go take too long in this. But I'll hold the thought. Oh yeah. So what, what's uh, where, where are you going to jump to next? Actually, it's your turn. We're up to six. Yes, World Six. So we're going to jump from June 2016. We're going to go to January 
2017. This is where this was our New Year's episode. Really? Of of, of 2017. Was uh, the topic New Year's or no? It was Machira Yamane. Oh yes. I got a feeling this is going to be nice. Yeah. Now there we played a lot of excellent tracks from Miss Yamane, but we did not play the I think the quintessential classic Machira Yamane tracks from the Game Boy. Oh, Motocross Maniacs. Oh, that this was... is Course Three and Course Seven for the Game Boy, composed by Machiri Yamane. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, I loved this game as a kid. So yeah, I'm interested. Course three and seven from the game Motocross Maniacs for the Nintendo Game Boy, composed by Machiri Yamane. Um, yeah, so one of the earliest Yamane Machiri Yamane tracks that I've heard in my life. You know, like I grew up with this game. Um, I was terrible at it, but I also grew yeah, up with it. Oh, I, I spent uh, so much time on this, just trying to figure out how to do the loops and stuff. This game was like Excite Bike, like just Excite Bike all jacked up, crazy. Yeah, it was a 2D side-scrolling bike racing game yes. with variable course paths due to the way loops were set up. Yeah. And depending on how fast you accelerated the bike, you could either like make jumps or intentionally screw them up to take lower pathways. It was ridiculous. Yeah, you know what this reminds me? Like what game nowadays? It's um, it reminds me of this game. I had to have been influenced by this. I game. already have an idea. What you you're know what it say. is? I can't remember the name of it. T. T. Yeah, Trials. Yep. It sounds like this. Trials. Trials is, is this game. Oh, for for sure. Trials is this plus Excite Bike, and I want to say one other game, but those are the primary two. Yeah, but this game had a versus mode, like two player head to head, and against the computer, and it was super cool. Though so, oddly enough, the sound of this track, I may not be hundred percent because again, I'm going solely off of memory here, but I swear this sounds like Ocean Base One. Two, it reminds me of Ocean Base Two or Three from Sonic Advance Three. There are just like oh really. Yeah, there are certain sound aspects to this that it immediately called it to mind, and I'm going to have to listen to it later to confirm, because I swear I'm hearing it in my head right now. And if it gives anybody listening to the show an excuse to look up Sonic Advance 3's music, then my work is done, because that game had great music regardless of whether it was similar or not. But I'm positive it was. Yeah. Oh, God, I love this section. I love how the the opening of the, of the track is just a little different from the rest. Like, it gives you kind of like a lead-in, like, because you're... You're starting the game on your bike, ready to go, mm-hmm. and then it goes, and then... And then you quickly find yourself on your face, because yes. this game is impossible. Super hard. But um, it's also kind of got, got that kind of jazzy kind of lead, um, so you can almost kind of hear, like, 
what her future compositions would be like on hardware that wasn't just you know the four channel Game Boy. It's I pretty also kind of wonder if this was like one of her earliest works, or if she was if she if her career spanned much further back than even this. You know, I don't know actually. I, I should go back and, and do some, do a little more research on her history uh, of work. You can slip a pop-up video marker in the episode at this point. <laughs> this is actually not Michiro Yamami's earliest work. <laughs> it's like a little Purnell face pop-up. <laughs> I love how I made a well, face as if people can see it. <laughs> yeah, it goes, Bleak. well, frankly, Michiro Yamane. <laughs> her, actually, this was far from her first earliest work. She's been in the business since the 1970s, composing <laughs> for tracks such as Pong yeah. and Pong 2, Pong oh, Hardest. Man. Pong Harder. <laughs> There's some crazy Pong games that came out like on the PlayStation and um, some weird like hacky Pong games I had for the, uh, the PC back like about my old 386, my Tandy 286. Which is kind of mind-boggling considering that Pong is just two paddles going up and down and bopping a ball back and forth. You do a lot with that. Remember um, Sh- uh, Shuffle Puck? No. It was like an old Apple game like for um, the, like, the old, old Apple systems. Well, I guess in a sense Windjammers is just an advanced version of Pong. Yeah. And people love Windjammers. Windjammers so. cool. That's why. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, there it is. Frisbee to the death. Windjanners. <laughs> uh, fancier pong. It is, totally. All right, so this was World 6. Do you have a World 7 for me for now? But, of course I do. Where, you see, Where are we going to World 7? Well, I looked over the World 7 tracks, uh, or World episodes, and there was one very, very obvious favorite that had to come on the mind. And that episode was 7-1. 7-1. Decadence. Oh, yeah. So you had this crazy idea of let's do decadence and squalor. And we had some amazing picks yes. for those two episodes. I love that. I'd almost want to revisit it sometime <laughs> just so I could keep talking like this. So this is the, the decadence episode? Decadence aired on February the 6th, 2017. Oh, man. I had a lot of monocles for that episode. Yes, I did. So many broke <laughs> due to classic, fantastic tracks. And this track in particular, while fairly recent, in fact, I don't even think the, well, the game was out around the time that this episode aired. But it was a more modern. It's a very modern game, but I couldn't resist. It's just so lovely. <laughs> You'll have to gauge for yourself, sir. Right. But the episode track is from the game Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh, hey. Track title, Festival Plaza at Night. Because now it's decadent and classy.
lovely, marvelous. Ah, you know, not anymore. For now. Anyway, the track is Festival Plaza at Night from the game Pokemon Sumo, aka Pokemon Sun and Moon. That's Actually, what, that's, that's what, the real name. Sumo is the aka. Whatever. The point that, is, that's what like the cool, the cool people call it. The lazy people, more like it. <laughs> and I am lazy. So this track plays in the oft-hated location, the Festival Plaza, but it only plays at night. So, unfortunately, some people may not get to hear this track as often as they would like. Unless so, like, you, the actual night, like, you, like it has an internal clock and you play this at night. That is correct. Not in the game, but in... In like, the game. In the game. Okay, so, so like, and I'm not like I wouldn't wait until nighttime in the real world to play it. No, that's exactly what you would do. Oh, okay. So it runs a clock that's synced with the real world time. Oh. But the beautiful part is, for people like me, even though, let's be blunt, I stay up late anyway, is that if you bought so Pokemon Moon, they reversed the clock. So night is day, and day is night. Oh, that's interesting. So sun is the opposite direction. Yeah, sun is actual time, and moon is reverse time. So they play kind of in sync with each other. Oh, that's fun. That's a cool idea. It's an awesome idea, and they also made it part of the game's concept because uh, they they made it so that they came up with the concept of multiple timelines and and parallel universes in the Pokemon world, which is something I never thought they would have done. But but here we are. So they they could keep making more of them, but. So this sounds like it fits that episode. It sounds like like Monopoly music. This sounds like casino style music. Is this yes. is there like that kind of thing going on in this 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 part of the game? Like uh like I would casino say games or maybe even carnival style stuff. More carnival, less casino. Yeah. Um, I mean it's a kids game ultimately. Oh right? no no they still have they've had casinos in Pokemon. Oh, okay. Just they, they were general like basic ones like hey there's a slot machine. They might have had a craps table or a poker table, but they didn't let you actually play the games. But they had slots. Okay. Um, but as long as kids can play slots, it's, we're good. Yeah, why not? I mean, teach them how to run out of money on a gamble ticket early. <laughs> teach them a valuable lesson. That's right. Not let the man shake you down. But now the Festival Plaza is a sort of environment that is meant to encourage street passing and uh, online connectivity. So oh, you go okay. there and you can... Oh, StreetPass being the, the, the Nintendo StreetPass system. Yes. Okay. So the idea is that you go to this place and it's like a carnival and you're localizing your system and people can visit your carnival and you set up stands there that contain different events like, you know, like you can buy like food from a kitchen that help your Pokemon level up faster or you can like play a lottery which will allow you to win special prizes all kinds of like a, like a spooky house, but in reality, it's just did your Pokemon get spooked? Yeah, courage increase or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. But um, yeah, it was just an excuse for different modes and different, I don't know, like settings. Or not different settings, but different modes and more excuses for people to link up online and play against each other. But the downside to the Festival Plaza is that it was also required for online versus mode. And it's not very user friendly in its intuitiveness for setting up matches. So it's kind of irksome how it works. Mm. And that's what I meant by the oft-hated Festival Plaza. So like you're trying to set up matches, and it's just kind of a pain? It's really annoying, especially compared to what X and Y did, or which which was so much better. And I miss that system so much. But I can sit here complaining all day about a game <laughs> that I actually like, but I won't do that. Um, all right, so I'm going to go to World 8. World 8. World 8. So this is 8-8 in June 
of this year, 2017. Ooh. This was the painting episode with Matt Waldron. Yes, that yeah. was a great episode. He's been on so many episodes. Matt Matt is a pleasure to have on the show. He's has the enthusiasm for for jazzy style, just fun, fun music, and just a lot of knowledge, especially of Nintendo music that I don't have. And we still gotta get that funk episode going because he's been he's been wanting to death for so long. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's gotta be on the funk episode. So he's gotta be on one of these these special ones here. So eight eight. This is from painting with Matt. Um, that was kind of a kind of choose your style little. Yeah, but I told I stuck with that theme hardcore. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, but this is from the game RPG Maker. So for the PlayStation, so it's kind of like you make, paint your characters, kind of make your own characters, right? So this is the um, epilogue to music. So you kind of make you, you select music in the game, and you can put it to wherever you want. So this is for like an epilogue. So this is the second epilogue music for RPG Maker, composed by Kenichi Hirata. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of music in this game. Oh man! So and it's a lot of it's really cool. So this is Epilogue Two for the PlayStation. This is Epilogue 2 from the game RPG Maker for the PlayStation, composed by Kenichi Hirata. So this could be whatever you want it to be, like whatever epilogue you wanted to write. Um, But do you feel it covers the scope of what an epilogue should be? I think, um, I feel like this is good. I feel like this is more prologue. I can see that. Like Like, in a land far, far away, there lived a great tree of mana. Yeah, it does They're have a secret up. of mana style, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like like this is the introduction to the heroes, maybe like their story. It sounds like when um, our heroes were younger, what they were, you know, what they were up to. So <laughs> actually, that's like um, there's like a really cool game called um, Tales of Graces yes. that does something like that, where it starts out with all the characters are children, and then it transfers to them being adults, and you have to play both of their sto- both sides of the story, which is really awesome. Like as kids, we just played a lot. And beat bees with twigs, but it was cool. But um, fun fact: 
I actually did, as for as much effort and time this game takes, I did try an RPG Maker one time. Oh, yeah. Oh, with, I mean, like this, you, you, you talked about it like they were still making these things. They do still make them. There was, they just released one for the 3DS oh, wow. a few short months ago called RPG Maker Fez, which mm. I guess stands for Festival. But uh, oh. had a lot of content for a 3DS cart. But um, the one I attempted it one time, and my goal, and I still wish more companies would do this. Like I wanted to make a game that didn't involve saving a world or anything like that. I wanted it to be more mundane in the sense of like a day-to-day life, but still ridiculous. So the game was started as a character, a kid, like a teenager in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm who was trying to make some some side cash by mowing lawns and raking leaves, but he ultimately becomes a mafia kingpin. And you can choose how he becomes that person. He'd be a good person, like, you know, like someone who, like, rules over people with through crime yeah. or someone that actually contributes to the community. Like, like, he, like, runs an organization that actually helps people. But it starts out with him raking leaves for money and wearing battered old T-shirts as armor and fighting spiders that fall from trees while he's napping under them. And <laughs> it was just a really weird idea. And I had created the entire first town like the area in the world map around that town, a bunch of events in the town, a shop, all wow. kinds of stuff. And it was just awesome writing like descriptions for like all the armor you can buy, like <laughs> dirty dungarees, <laughs> shoes that don't fit. <laughs> I think you should explore this stuff again. It sounds like, sounds like something you would have fun doing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I could write all the nonsense and someone that was more skilled at like write, creating the scenarios yeah. on screen could do it, that would be fun to just dabble yeah, with. Fun to do. I'm trying to think of like how you would write so much using a controller on the on the PlayStation. Very slow. It's got to be slow. There was, a, was there a keyboard peripheral? Probably not. Don't quote me on this, folks, but I want to say no. Yeah. Though, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some like, weird adapter that flew around there that you convert a keyboard for the use of something like this game. Yeah, I the earliest keyboard I could think of is for, I mean, for like, a console would be for the Dreamcast. But before that, I could think of like the like a keypad. Didn't the Super Nintendo have a keyboard? Had a mouse. Someone I remember Fox someone said they had a keyboard too. Oh, it might have. But then again, it depends on if Mario teaches. Mario type was on PC though. That was yeah, that was PC. But I have to look at. I swear I remember somebody telling us actually it was based on based (laughs) on one of these types of dialogues where someone's like, "No, there was a keyboard." Maybe short-lived attachment. We'll have to look at that one later. So. All right, so we're on to uh, one of your tracks. Really? I think so. So we are up to World 9. World 9. All right. So this one ended up being a fun one, and I think I took some liberties here, but whatever. Yeah, go for it. So the world that I decided to dive into for this bad boy was World 9-4, Games Turned Into Movies with Mustin. That was a great episode. It really was. That was probably one of my favorites for like conversation, and music was good, too. Yeah, great guest, really great music. So that episode aired on July 17th, 2017. Man, we're coming up on the end of our, ver- our journey. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. sad. Um, but the track that I went with is from the game Contra Hard Corps because apparently Contra is in development for a movie. Ah, uh, you know what? I think that works. I think that's cool. Because it could be Rambo, right? It could be, it could be like a Rambo style. I don't know what they're going to do with this thing. Bill, Lance, aliens can't go wrong. Can't do it. But they will. To this Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you're, you've, already, you've already lost hope. Nature finds a way to screw it up. <laughs> but this track, this track is solid. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong here. So let's let the guys listen to it, and you check it out. Okay. Contra Hard Corpse Formula, or sorry, 
Crap, nothing could possibly go wrong. Thanks for nothing. Format X from the game Contra Hard Corpse. back you're listening to the spectacular format x track from the game contra hard corpse coming from the topic of world 94 games turn into movies with mustin yeah that was that was a fun episode this is a this is a pernell track it's got that fun kind of gallopy swing swing style like trumpy but like it's real heavy yeah, this is a very fantastic track it was a heavy game yeah, oh yeah this this to me this is a great game. Like, I know Contra has always been a game that involved a lot of run-and-gun action. Yeah. But Contra Hard Corps was a very odd one in the series, even by Contra standards. So you could be a werewolf man, yes. a robot, a woman, because she's the only normal character in the entire game. Everybody else is like a weird, fantastical beast thing. Yeah. Um, and you ran, and you fired guns, and you blew things up. And, and you- there was a lot of weird, many, like, mid-stage bosses yes, you had to fight. I remember that. Man, so just, you just end up losing a lot and trying again and learning and learning and learning. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep going. And I want to say, it's been a long time so I, since I played it, but I want to say this track played when you were fighting the boss was like a robot that was chasing after you. Mm. And you are basically shooting at it as it ran down <laughs> the road. Um, that could really fit in a lot of bosses in this game, I think. That is true. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of giant enemies that just were like towering over you, even for a Genesis game, which is interesting. Totally. Yeah, so this is uh, yeah Genesis uh, Konami game. Have you gone through the composer list? There's a lot of composers on this on this game. I don't know which one was 
on this track. Well, let's just give them all credit because these guys are geniuses. Yeah. We have uh, Minako Adachi, yeah. Go Ichinose, Junichi Masuda. Wrong list of people. <laughs> I was going to say, like, ooh, yeah, Junichi Masuda. Oh, baby. Can you imagine Pokemon in this world? Oh, no, I actually totally could. You yeah. shoot a weapon pod. And a Pokemon pops out, and then you use you fire the weapon using the Pokemon. So it's like flamethrower, yeah. just a Charmander, and they're just like squeezing his gun, like spitting flames. Oh, crazy like robot aliens coming out, and you'd be like, Onyx, go! I like the Onyx super- is like, what am I supposed to do? But then you get like a like a Raichu, and you just throw him up into the sky, and you just like thunder wave or thunder bolts the entire <laughs> screen. But the actual composer list is Hiroshi Kobayashi, Akira Soji. Kenji Miyaoka, Michiro Yamane, mm-hmm. ha-ho! Hey. Akira Yamaoka. Hey. Now, this sounds like something. He could have done something like this. Yeah, we're now, we're, you know, now we're in the Konami like heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hirofumi Taniguchi Absolutely. and Akihata. Yeah, so yeah, we got the classic Konami heavy hitters on a heavy, heavy game. And not Junichi Masuda. Now, this this sounds more like the Akira Yamaoka like heavy style. Yes, like it makes me wonder just how much influence he had across the entire OST. I don't know. I, I again, I, I couldn't find a list of like which composers worked on which tracks. So maybe they traded off, or maybe they they um, collaborated a lot. Yeah, I'm thinking that the trade off is probably more likely because the OST of this game varies a lot. I think too. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, a lot like um, actually Contra Four. Like these, this one and Contra Four kind of came out similar times. Because that was the one for the SNES. I was about to ask Assy confirm for me which Alien one do you Wars. think is that was three. That was oh that was three. Oh, yeah, okay, I thought it was four. That's why you had me thrown for because like Contra, the official Contra Four. Believe it or not, Assy didn't come out until the DS in like the late two thousands. Wasn't there a third Contra game for the NES though? There was. Yes. Well, there was Contra, Super Contra, Contra and Operation Force. C, the Contra Force. You have to look that up later. For uh-huh. me. I've never heard of Contra Force. You're Pretty, making that up. You made could, that up. I could be uh, mixing two games in my head, like Pokemon and Contra. <laughs> I did that. That's all fair. All right. Sonic Forces is coming. Maybe you just maybe you just throw for loop there. Yeah, I am. All right, I'm gonna pull this track down because now we are time. Now we are time. <laughs> we are the time. Make it. <laughs> now is the time for the part of the show we like to call the bonus round. Bonus round. Yeah. The bonus round's the part of the show where we play covers, remixes, and arrangements based on the theme of the day. And so we are uh, revisiting classic worlds of our podcast. So sets of 10 episodes. We're selecting um, one of our favorite topics. Um, how about uh, we go back to you again? Okay. Now, fun fact to wait. Our math is not the best. No. But in this particular instance, we didn't. We did this intentionally. We skipped over World Five earlier on, yes, because my bonus track stems from that area. In which case, my favorite episode from World Five was Mega Man Boss Battle. Battle. That was a good one. That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Aired on September nineteenth, two thousand sixteen, in which Rob's cousins <laughs> actually refereed slash judged the entire event. Yeah, I kicked butt that episode. You wrecked me. That was done. That we, was done, done, done. We just need to do a rematch, that's all. Yeah. See, that could be a future episode, a near future one. I'd be curious to try that. But um, but I decided to get a little stupid here. So the thing was Mega Man stages, but I went with a Mega Man fan game instead. Um, <laughs> I think you did that on the show, too. I actually did. You did, yeah. You chose Mega Man Unlimited. 
Comet Woman. Comet Woman. See, it's like I'm just like I'm tapping into the, my old the classic Pern. So, this game was called Rokochan. Rokochan. Mm hmm. Basically. Rock Boy? No, Rock Girl. A Rock Girl. Yeah. Cool. Rokochan. And it's like a blonde haired Mega Man. Nice. And it had its own set of unique Mega Man bosses that they created for the game. And this is the remix of the stage theme for Volcano Man titled Lava Flow. And it was arranged by a guy going by the name of his artist name is Mother Pluckin' B. Okay. We're tight. We're walking the tight line here for G, but that's the guy's name. And I was very careful. With oh, it. okay. Let's check this one out. Volcano Man Lava Flow.
So you just listened to the track Lava Flow, arrangement of the Volcano Man theme from the game Roko-chan by Mother Pluckin' B from the Roko-chan fan arrangement album. This game, if you've never heard of it, is a nice simple flash game that you can download for free off the interwebs. It is actually pretty fun. It's not hyper complicated or anything because, again, it's a flash game made by fans. But I played it years ago, mm. and I legitimately enjoyed it. I didn't beat the game, but I did beat all of the actual bosses because my main interest was seeing what their boss weapons were. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, has, it must have a, a pretty significant following if it has a full, like, arranged, like, album so it, devoted to the soundtrack. That Mega Man sequel, Desperation Man. Yeah, people want it, so people. they make their own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thankfully, at least they're fun games, so you're not hurting for them. Just we need more. More fan games. Well, it's so interesting. It's been out for so long, and I've never heard of it. Um, you've been you've been holding you've been holding on me for now. That's right. That's what I do. <laughs> I wait back. for the right moment, like now, to say play Rokochan after Persona Five, and I'll get there someday. I'll play Rokochan in the uh, year twenty thirty. It'll be like zapped into my brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'll just they'll just they'll just stream the memories of the game into your head. Yeah. Oh man, look at that. Remember that game I played? It'd be like Total Recall. Yeah, pretty much like, oh, man, that ending was spectacular. Like, yeah, you experienced it all in two minutes. Two try. minutes? I played it for four years. I'll have to try the multiple. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to try multiple endings. <laughs> I've lived a lifetime in my own brain. Um, so I am doing a little different also for my um, track. This is from the game. This is actually, this is from World 10. So this is the current Present day world. world. And this is from our 10-2 Yoko Shimomura uh, episode. So this was in September, so not too long ago. Okay. Um, and this is the main theme for the game Extetra for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, and the this is the, I believe it's the main theme, but it's the uh, Piano Waltz. It's called Piano 2 Gengaku no Tame no Waltz Kaze Gensou Kokyo um, for Extetra. Composed by Yoko Shimomura. I believe this is the only track composed by Yoko Shimomura uh, for this game. And it's a beautiful song. um, And I'd like to share it with you.
That was the main theme piano waltz for the game Extetra for the Nintendo 3DS composed by Yoko Shimomura. So I had to look up what that was because that theme was really cool. Yeah, it's really unique. I'm listening to the rest of the music from the game. Nothing like that. So um, I really just it just really stuck out to me. Now, I had never heard of this before you picked the track. So I had to go look it up. And I think you did, too. A little bit. Yeah. It's Very odd game. Like the yeah. gameplay is <laughs> tra- typical, you know, turn-based RPG combat with you know front, middle, and back rows. But you said that they transfer power through kissing. Yes. So it's basically like an excuse to throw a dating sim into this game. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. It's like almost well. Then I guess <laughs> almost like someone played Thousands of Arms and said, "We can up that." All right. So yeah, yeah. It's like all right. So we got a little relationship status. Need to buff my weapon. Let's make out. Yeah, like I told you about Thousand Arms before, though, right? Uh, yes, where you have to date, you're dating the other uh, characters. Yeah, but I feel like this is definitely a step beyond that because I don't think you ever actually kissed anybody in Thousand Arms. They just liked you. Yeah, this one's like your party is. They know each other pretty well. <laughs> in a sense, but weird game concept, but at least it has fantastic music going for it. Yeah, very very cool music. Um, yeah, I really I really enjoy the the piano arrangements that Yoko Shimomura has out there. So for more information on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links, bios, um, and links to band camps and YouTube pages where you can find the artist's music and support them. thank you for joining us on episode 10-10 our 100th episode burp, burp, burp. rhythm and pixels so thank you so much for thanks for coming us on this uh this little journey a little bit of an extended episode some extra music um but i think that's what the show's about music good times good friends good music and good lacroix um <laughs> not sponsored oh <laughs> yeah but we talk it, a lot about what we drink on the show, tea, LaCroix, coffee. It's always there. It's all characterizations, you know. Yeah. I, hope, I want the listeners to be able to say, oh, Rob and Pernod, I know those guys. They drink LaCroix and eat Hearst potato chips. Yeah, you were all about the potato chips. And then um, a friend came over and you were like, you're wearing a Hearst potato chip sweatshirt. Look at that. And I got really excited. Like more excited <laughs> yeah. than a person should get over potato chip paraphernalia. You would think that someone had given you bag of potato chips. But no, someone was just like, you know. Well, the hope was that next time I see her, she'll bring potato chips. Yeah, I don't think that she works at the Hearst factory. No. Yeah, sorry, dude. Last. <laughs> but if only. A man can dream. So we're going out on a town theme? Yes, episode 3-1. Yeah, that was a, I was looking at that one. That was in springtime. Yeah. In April, actually, it was just prior to spring. It was a really warm day. It was basically, it was, it was actually late March 20, it was April? It was, it, it was the beginning of April, 
Oh, that's why I got it also. It was late March, early April. Yeah. So early April I was look- 2016. Right. I was looking back at the pictures, and I was like, why would we just take a picture of us sitting outside? Because it was so nice. Yes, it was. And that was the um, the one year that um, uh, the cherry tree in the back actually bloomed. It you was just um, moved into the house. Yeah, it was amazing. The, the, the flowers on that tree was just fantastic. Yeah, that was an interesting time in life, but also a time of lots of change. Yeah, a lot of changes were happening. Like we were moving in here, and then and then you moved in where you were. Mm-hmm. Where Which you makes me now. think, and that was a topic I wanted to bring up earlier in the episode, but then pelted it off. So we've been doing that. We've been going this. Well, I guess it'll probably come up in another <laughs> couple weeks, but 100 episodes. What have we all done in 100 episodes? There's been so much adventure, so many life changes. Just life has been so weird. Yeah, like I, th- I feel that, you know, people say that life moves by so fast, but I think it's, it's all that more important to to reflect on your day and what you're doing and be mindful of where you are, you know? And then so life doesn't go by so fast because you're you're thinking about what you're doing. You're engaging in the time. You're yeah. not letting it slip through your fingers. Exactly. So whether you're playing a video game, listening to some great music, reading a fantastic book, hiking the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> building a rocket to Mars, <laughs> yeah. or just Watching Stranger Things on yeah. ad nauseum, whatever you do, totally. if you're enjoying it and you and you're taking in that time and making it your own, it's fantastic. Yeah, be aware of what you're doing, be mindful of it, and, and enjoy it for what it is, no matter what it is. Of course, this is funny because I just started thinking it was really funny because a lot of people listen to podcasts when they would rather be doing something else, like <laughs> on a long drive somewhere, or they're at work and they just want to be somewhere else. And I actually like that idea too, like. Because what it basically does is take time that you can't, like you can't get out of it because you have to commute to work or you have to right. be doing laundry yeah. and you're making it your time through external means. Yeah. I have a lot of like work tasks like that are, you know, like really hyper analytical and really difficult, like uh, logic. But then there's a lot of other tasks that are just, you know, boring, you know, going through emails and things like that. And I listen to a lot of podcasts that way. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just I can shut my brain off and enjoy music and enjoy you know other people other people's uh, experiences and their ideas i'm just glad that there are a number of people out there all five of you who enjoy allowing us to be a part of your mundane time passing scenario by listening to our podcast which we enjoy doing yeah thanks for taking the time out um since the beginning of the show i've always wanted to keep it shorter keep it focused on having a lot more music and um, and keeping it positive, mm-hmm. so that you know you're listening to it. You're not like digging in for a full two, three hours of something, um, and you're not going to listen to a bunch of guys who think the f word over and over again is just the joke. But but it is. <laughs> but it is the joke. That's right. We're talking about Froger. Oh yes, that's the joke. Frogert is a joke. If you're not eating real yogurt, you're hey, not- hey, 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 let's not diss Frogert. <laughs> Frogert is fantastic. Everyone should eat Frogert. That, that was the real f bomb right there. That's the, right. Dissing the yogurt. Don't dis. Don't be dissing my yogurt. Don't you diss Frogert? I'll <laughs> sick Elvis on you so fast. Elvis, get him. You know I love frozen yogurt. Just last make- time I was in Houston, I stopped by a frozen yogurt place. It was awesome. It was packed too. Oh, really? Well, I mean, it is Houston. That place is probably a sweltering sweat. Yeah, box. yeah, yeah. I think people were, were like, it was late and people really wanted it. Um, something cold to eat. It was nice. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to say hi, you know, we're always up for a little conversation. Send us an email. At rhythmandpixels at hotmail. 
Gmail.com. If you want more information about the show, you want um, access to all of our previous episodes, and um, you want full track listing, go to the website. Rhythm and Pixels. And if you want to say hi to us on uh, social media, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, And if if you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button on your Apple Music podcast or Stitcher, wherever wherever you're at. That'll really help us out and help other people uh, discover the show and discover this great music. Just just do it. (laughs) Just get down to business. But, well... We've done a hundred episodes. One has to wonder, what lies in the future of Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast? We've got so many topics in store. We're ready to roll. We've got bocce ball themes, <laughs> hobo themes. We've had, we actually have a lot of themes like lined up. Um, but tracks course, you could scratch your back to. Yes, there's the scratchy tracks. Yes, scratchy tracks. Got scratchy tracks. I mean, we've got IKEA tunes. I like that. Tunes that you would hear in Ikea. Yeah. What did I hear in Ikea recently that I was like, wow, I can't believe I heard that. Oh, it was um, uh, Junior Senior. Remember, at Ikea? Yeah, Ikea. Remember, do you remember Junior Senior? It yeah. Was, um, they had, uh, I was going to say they had OK Kill, but it would be stupid. But it was, <laughs> all I think I remember about um, Junior Senior is that their video was like a bunch of like sprite art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why it like, stuck out to me. It was like kind of like old video gamey style, but um, that song really sticks in my head. Like the name of the song is eluding me, but I know what it is. Um, we also want to give a shout-out to all of uh, people who are supporting us on Patreon. So I want to thank big, big thank you to Alex Messenger. Thank you so much for your continued support of the show. It means a whole lot to us. I want to thank Matthew McDowell, Morton Gangso, Enric Anderson, Chris Murray, Michael Bridgewater of the Forever Sound Version podcast, Brian Pitt, and David Smith. You're all aces in our book. No jokers. They's wild. <laughs> but thank you very much, guys. You guys yeah. are spectacular people. And honestly, we greatly appreciate all your support. Yeah, we, we appreciate um, every, everything that you do for us. I think it's kind of funny, actually. I joke, I made that joke earlier about all five of you, but I think you actually named more than five Patreon yeah, yeah, there's, subscribers. There's a, few, a few more than five. <laughs> so we got at least seven or so. We're moving. <laughs> all right. So, um... We will see you next week. Um, we're going to have the um, the live recording from the Geekdom Con coming at you next week, if all goes well. It will. <laughs> don't be a don't be a nega nasty. That's my job. All right. You got it. All right. This has been the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast, 100 episodes. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful week. And remember, 100 episodes, man. That's a lot. And to be perfectly honest, like I said earlier in the episode, it, with the way I work through things, we probably wouldn't have got through episode 10. So <laughs> what it really boils down to is if you start something, don't be deterred to keep going with it. As long as you enjoy it and have fun with it, just keep rolling with it and do your best to stay focused because you never know. 100 quiches or 100 sketches or 100 rubber band balls or could be yours it's just a matter of consistency and putting your best foot forward on a regular basis try try